coming in hot. Oh, well, I actually have oh, my microphone placed. Yeah, I did get kind of close because I'm doing something on my computer, but I think I actually have my microphone placed where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 117, and we're still learning how to do this. Can hey. you believe it's been 117 of these? No, I mean, yeah, I, I just love the show, so I don't know. It's all flying by for you? It, it is, yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so anything you want to bring up today before we get into it? Oh, it's still warm as heck. Um, it's 80-something today, humid. Tomorrow's supposed to be in the 70s, but Thursday and Friday it's only supposed to be in the 50s, so yay us. Yeah, way to go, Wisconsin weather. <laughs> Yeah, we're still technically in spring, so because today is May 25th, 2021, which is my mom's, happens to be her 81st birthday. Did you call her and say happy birthday? Uh, no, because, you know, we do not celebrate birthdays in my house, so. Well, you can at least call her and tell her you're thinking about her. I will. I will do that. You should. She'll notice, even if you don't celebrate birthdays. <laughs> so this is episode, uh, season six, episode 13 unforgiven and you'll be unforgiven if you don't call your mother <laughs> <laughs> i think i will be forgiven but i will call her all right the recap uh starts out with death and the deal with dean and the cage and the wall in sam's head sam getting his soul back sam feels bad for what he did and Cass is upset about the whole situation anything in there that i missed no that pretty much covered it um yes sam he wants to set his throats, the sets things right, but Cass is like, oh my god, if you'd have felt his soul, there is just no way in heck. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a flashback. We get one year ago. Uh, we see Sam is shooting something uh, pretty callously. Samuel looks concerned about how he's acting or what's going on. They leave a house. Sam's got a wound on his arm. They get followed by some cops, pull them over. The cop calls them both agents, so they must have been working someplace. Uh, the cop says that one of the other cops is missing, and, like, I gotta arrest you guys. They try to be like, oh, we'll follow you back to the station, but the cop's like, no, 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 no. You're getting them back in the car with me, buddy. I'm not letting you guys out of my sight. Sam then proceeds to beat the shit out of the guy. Sam just doesn't care, and they split. All the while, Samuel's looking like, Jesus, back it down a notch, Sam. <laughs> yeah, Samuel did not look too pleased. Yeah, this kind of left him for dead in the middle of the road. Someone could have, you know. Yeah, could have ran him over. Well, fortunately, his car was still there with the lights on, so that would have gotten someone's attention. But yes, you know, could have left the guy. I could have died. We didn't know. Yep. Uh, then after the opening graphic, uh, we see Dean comes into the hotel. Um, Sam makes a comment about, wow, Mel Gibson sure turned last year. You know, in the year that he was gone is, I think, when all of his, like, drunken uh, phone calls came out. Oh, I don't think it was drunken phone calls with Mel Gibson. It was uh, a racist rant. Um, he's, like, pulled over for drunk driving or something. He had a racist rant oh, against is that what it people. Was? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Mel Gibson has gone through his problems, so. Oh, haven't we all? Yeah, except I, I've never been, like, anti-Semitic, so. No, you know, no, that's that's true. I mean, we haven't gone through those kind of problems, but we've gone through. <laughs> Everyone goes through problems. Not those kind, hopefully, if you are, you're a douche, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Dean reports uh, that all things are quiet. and uh, But Sam, you know, like, woo, we'll have a day off. But Sam gets coordinates on his phone. He has no idea who it is. They look up. It's Bristol, Rhode Island. 
Uh, seems like uh, they did some research. Three women have vanished into thin air. And Sam wants to split and go work the job. And Dean thinks that there is a lot of red flags here since he just got coordinates anonymously. And uh, who knows what Sam was up to. So Dean wants to be cautious. But eventually, Dean agrees to go along. As long as the deal is, they can ditch as soon as the gig gets squirrely, as he put it. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a <laughs> frog in my throat there. Yeah, Dean definitely doesn't want anything to do with this. And Sam's like, oh, no, if, you know... These missing women, we gotta go check it out and find out what's going on there. It's it's our kind of it's kind of our kind of work. Who knows what it is? While driving down the road, Sam sees a sign and it triggers some flashbacks. And all these flashbacks, you can easily tell they're flashbacks because they aren't just in low color like before. They're in straight up black and white. So it's pretty easy. Or I guess the other flashbacks too are in full color. They always fiddle with the color, but this time full black and white. Yeah, all the, yeah, all the flashbacks in this episode were full black and white, weren't they? Yep. Uh, while eating, uh, they talk about the girls, and seemingly there's no connection. Dean goes to the restroom. Uh, while sitting there, Sam gets recognized by someone as an Agent Rourke um, by some lady. And uh, he just really has no idea. He's trying to play along. Um, she also knows that he's here for the disappearances. Well, she asks if the disappearances have started again, and he's like, yes. So, up to this point, Sam didn't remember of any prior disappearances. So, yes, he was just playing around, like, yeah, they've started again. <laughs> yeah, but she definitely knows about that. Like, that's on her radar as well, and exactly. it happened before. Exactly. So he's somehow involved. Uh, while leaving the crapper, Dean looks over a wall on a restaurant of their all-you-can-eat champs. I'm in an all, a wall of all-you-can-eat. Uh, not an all-you-can-eat, but it was just some big, huge buffet you eat so much in a certain amount of time. Yeah, I think this one and was take if the pictures. you eat a 72-ounce steak and get it free or whatever. But yes, they always you know, give a picture, throw it up on the wall. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it was uh, 72 ounces of surf and turf, I think. I'm on one of those walls, though, at a restaurant uh, someplace. I couldn't even drive you back to it if I had to, but it was a hot wings challenge, and it was like six wings in their three hottest sauces within ten minutes. And uh, since they wrote the time on pictures, I did it as quickly as possible to look like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> All I got for it was a bad day in the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> in a shirt. Yeah. Uh, the lady says bye to Sam and uh, touches him on the shoulder. This triggers more flashbacks. She has touched him on the shoulder before, it seems. <laughs> more than. <laughs> Dean uh, shows Sam a picture of him in the background of the eating champ photos. Like one of those photos. He's in the background turned around like, what's going on? Uh, Sam says he felt uh, he felt like he'd been there before. He, he admits to Dean like, yeah, yeah, I can tell I've been here. Dean grabs him and they bail. Uh, the previous couple then turn and recognize uh, that they are leaving. They paid attention like, oh, we just got done talking to them and now they're running out the door. Mm -hmm. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. I'm good. Okay. Um, back at the hotel, the boys argue what to do next uh, to split or finish the job. Sam figures that they're here because he failed the last time he was here uh dean you know once again i think dean should have pulled the split card immediately but they didn't you're right uh because dean has a good good argument he goes there's a reason hunters never go back to the same town it's because they usually leave a mess when they leave 
And Sam's like, yeah, but I don't know what it did. You know, last time, because they were doing some investigating. So it's like, last time men were taken, else and women are taken. we got to figure out what's going on. Instantly being recognized when you're there and in connection with previous uh, vanishings, I would I would put that under the squirrely category. <laughs> and if I was Dean, I'd really be fighting hard to get out of there. But the plan is Dean's going to follow up with the brunettes and Sam's going to go talk to the cops, which seems dumb, being that <laughs> he's already been recognized. But whatever. That's their dumb plan. Well, he's been recognized by that woman, but Sam doesn't know that he did anything really wrong or illegal that yeah, he should not go to. You're right. Still it, recognized. You're right. Still, I mean, I, they always are having run-ins with the cops, so that seems suicidal. Whatever. Uh, Dean is talking to someone about a missing girl. I don't know if it's like sister or mom or whatever. but Roommate. Roommate. Uh, the roommate doesn't know anything. Dean finds, though, Sam's fake uh, FBI card uh, at her house from the previous year. Uh, Dean just asks a couple of questions, confirms that it was actually Sam that used that card. Um, she reveals then that they were having sex, that the missing person and Sam were having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's some personal information of roommate to give up to some <laughs> stranger. Jeez. Well, okay. Dean was as an agent. He wasn't like a complete stranger. He was a fake agent too. That's true. Um, he said, can you please describe the type of relationship? And she's like, well, it was loud and athletic. <laughs> so mm. we know, ooh, sex. Uh, Sam is walking into the cop shop. And the cop that he beat up that we saw in that flashback just happens to show up at the exact same time, pulls his gun on him, and uh, arrests him on sight. Sam gets locked up. Uh, the cop knows that he is fake, uses a fake name, and uh, asks where all the bodies are. Sam says he doesn't remember anything, but the cop simply doesn't believe him and thinks he's some sort of crazy mass murderer. I would think that, too. Well... Sitting at the uh, in the jail cell, a lady comes in and asks Sam uh, where her husband is. Uh, she knows he's Sam, like knows real name and what he does. We see some flashbacks then of Sam and Samuel sitting with her and her husband, telling him that they're hunters. So yeah, the previous year they were there explaining things. Uh, Sam and the lady uh, keep talking about her missing husband. She wants to know what happened. Sam keep saying uh, i don't have any memory sam's got a pretty good defense though here because he's like if i knew anything about this why would i be back here which is a pretty good defense for i don't have any memory of what happened exactly you know if i was guilty of these disappearances why on god's green earth would i show my face here i wouldn't that would be stupid of me yeah you'd at least get out of rhode island (laughs) if not further states away uh, Sam says that he can find out what happens. You know, she, she knows what he does and knows that you can figure it out. So she lets Sam out of the jail cell and says, go grab some rope. We need to make it look like a breakout. Um, this isn't how jail cells work. <laughs> you know, the wives of other officers can't just come in with keys and unlock it. It seems very Barney Fife. It does, but you'll remember in the <coughs> next scene, he does mention, my wife works me at the police station didn't say what capacity, so she could have been off-duty, but she could have also been some sort of police oh, officer. All right, that's true. But you're right. It's still, no, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's cameras in those places, I know. Yes, yes, there are. <laughs> well, the lady from the bar is now walking down the stairs, and a monster grabs her leg and she falls. 
Well, first let's go back. The lady who was at the bar at home with her husband getting some wine, and he makes a comment about it. And she says, well, boxed wine doesn't get any better with age. And she goes to grab another glass. The box is empty. So I'm assuming she's going downstairs to grab another box, going down to their basement. And yes, that's when she gets grabbed. Yeah, it sounds like that lady also drinks too much boxed wine by the look on that husband's face. Don't we all at one point in our lives? <laughs> I know I have. Dean comes back to the hotel. Sam is there. Dean found out that, uh, lets him know that, hey, you and this missing girl were having sex a year ago. A uh, missing person call then comes over their scanner, and Dean splits to go look into it. Uh, while on investigation, Dean figures out that all of these missing people are connected. They're all folks that Sam had sex with. <laughs> Brenna comes home, and uh, that's the lady who busted him out of jail. So I guess she was tied up. They let her out. <laughs> She's home pretty quickly, and Sam is there in her house. Yes. Uh, once again, supernatural time frames. We have no clue, but I'm assuming it's a few hours later because she would have to have been discovered let go probably given a statement as to what happened apb put out on sam and they're probably thinking he's not going to be at her house so that's probably why he thought it was safe to go there yeah it must have been a little while because she wants to know where the new latest missing lady is gone so the one we just saw fall down the stairs yeah so she must have heard that when she's at the because she obviously thinks sam had something to do with that too mm -hmm. sam says no clue but uh if you could go to the office and grab me all of your husband's paperwork from last year we'll figure it out together she says, we don't have to go through all that. I got his files upstairs, which seems odd. <laughs> seems like that'd be property of the uh, police department <laughs> for them to continue to keep on record for future investigations. You're right. But actually, she said, we'll go to the police station. And he said, I did. I broke in. They're not there. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, they're upstairs. Yes. And that is odd. I mean, I think that sometimes police do keep their own copies of records, but the police station would still have had records somewhere, if yeah. nowhere else on their computer system. I mean, this was, you know, aired in 2011. They did have computers then. I'm yeah, I'm assuming that they're all locked away in an evidence locker someplace that would actually take a long time to retrieve them from. Have you ever seen those paperwork lockers like that? Not personally, just on TV, and I don't know how accurate that is, but no, personally yeah, I have Yeah, so not. how it really works is you come in with those file boxes, and you, your own company has to figure out a numbering system, a labeling system, and then you file them all away. And then when you go in, you request a specific box number to then be retrieved. They don't have, like, on them the so-and-so case. Like, that's kept on a separate spreadsheet somewhere. That's how those places really work. I know, because I know someone that screwed up the numbering system one time, and they had to unload the whole thing and redo it. Oh, well, that's got to suck. <laughs> yeah, that dude lost his job quickly. Oh, well, I can imagine. I would hope so, anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, the files are upstairs. Sam then has another flashback. And this flashback was the four of them chatting about family and junk. Uh, Sam gets the case files and they start looking into it. Sam has more flashbacks. Uh, the monster was, uh, going after the men in, uh, their thirties in that area. This is all in flashback time now, people. Uh, Sam has a plan to, uh, make the uh, monster come to them. Uh, then Sam asks to take the, uh, then this is out of flashback and Sam asks to borrow the entire evidence box and take it with them. And Brenna's like, I just want to know what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, Brenna did 
at one point asked if he really doesn't remember her husband. And he said he didn't, but it assures her that he pro- if he's dead, well, she's assuming he's dead. If he's dead, he probably died a hero. In the meantime, yeah, and while he was in there, that's when Dean leaves him a message. So, you know, I put it all together. It's you. Something is after you. That's how you got the coordinates anonymously. You're in trouble. Yeah, Sam leaves the house and checks his messages when he's out the door and gets Dean's message about him being the link between them all, that he had sex with all of these missing people. Uh, Then Sam looks over to the right. Uh, He looked through that evidence box before, and there was like a wad of um, spider webbing. Well, Sam turns to the right on the front porch and sees a bunch of spider web then up on the porch. And then the camera flips around and we can see that something is watching him through like multiple eyes. It's a really cheesy shot. It's just what what do you think spider vision looks like? Yeah, pretty right. Much? It looks like you look it looked like one of those kaleidoscopes yeah, you looked through as a kid. That's exactly it. Yeah, it was like looking at the house through the kaleidoscope. Without all the rubber bands and shit inside of there to make it pretty, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Well, I don't remember rubber bands, but I just remember little plastic pieces that yeah. you turn it and display different patterns and things like that in the kaleidoscope. Yeah. I had cheap ones that were filled with tacks and rubber bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Dean shows up and uh, takes him home. They're back to the hotel. Next scene, Sam and Dean are back at the hotel. Sam knows uh, what is happening uh, because of the flashbacks. Dean wants to leave because Sam is starting to remember. He's pulling now the uh, the squirrely card, and he's like, all right, time to pack her in. I'm not having you scratch at your wall, buddy. Sam wants to stay, though, since he knows who it is. But he, he just, just has can't to remember. remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so he's got to keep scratching at the wall. Uh, they argue about staying or not. Dean eventually agrees to stay. Why, Dean, Why? <laughs> Yeah, he made, there was a really good plan there, and he just folded, man. Uh, come on, Dean. A little backbone next time. Keep your brother safe. Well, then we go through like a memento scene, and that was like reference now. Was it referenced in an earlier episode? It was referenced in yesterday's episode because um, when they were getting the clues on looking for dragons, Bob, uh, Dean was on the phone with Bobby, and Bobby says, how's it going with memento there? Yep. Yeah, so then in this one, Dean's like, all right, let's go full memento on this. And then they start pinning up all the evidence in the wall, connecting the dots with strings and pins. I don't know if people really do that. I think every scene that has that in it is crazy people. <laughs> like, I don't know either. I mean, you see it enough that maybe some people actually do that. I Yeah, I don't know anyone who does that, but then I don't know anyone who's any type of investigator. So Yeah, we uh, we don't know too many people that are you know, trying to attach JFK with 9-11. But I'm sure if those people are out there, that's what their rooms look like. I'm sure it is, too. Sam remembers uh, more about the year-ago case with Samuel. (coughs) And I think this is all in flashback. Yes, it is. That they're telling us the story, really. And uh, they set the plan was to set Roy up as bait. Roy didn't know he was being set up as bait, so he'd act more natural. Wow, Dean or Sam is hardcore. We just see Roy like looking around the woods by a picnic table, confused. Roy then gets uh, attacked and yanked off into the woods, and Samuel is pissed because he realizes that Sam just simply set him up as bait and really didn't even care if he lived or died. Because Sam's like, oh, I 
I put his GPS on his phone. The the real trick now is to wait until it goes back to her, to the lair, and then we can track it down there. Well, at this point, um, Samuel asked Sam if it was just a red shirt to him. Yeah, that was a nice Star Trek reference. Yeah, as we all know, if you're in a Star Trek episode <laughs> movie, if you're wearing a red shirt, you're going to be the first one to die. Yep. Uh, well, they show up at the lair. They find what I would call a bunch of half-dead people laying around. They're just kind of barely conscious, including Roy. And then a spider lady attacks. Samuel shoots her, but she doesn't die. Sam, though, has a nice big buoy knife and cuts her head off. Uh, Samuel goes back to help Roy and wants to take him to the hospital. But Sam is like, nah, he's, uh, he's dead already. Shoots him in the head, walks around, shoots everyone else in the head with zero feelings or remorse. And Samuel is very uncomfortable by all this. Which is weird because, I mean, Samuel seemed like he was so... You know, the last time when they were, uh, like, messing around with the vampires and whatnot. I mean, it seemed like Samuel was the one with no feelings or remorse for killing uh, things. But, man, he in this episode, he gets pretty squeamish uh, with how Sam's acting. You're right, but Samuel had a reason because of the fact that Crowley promised him if he got him these alphas, he could bring uh, their mother back, could bring Mary back. Right. So I think that's why Samuel at that time was like, whatever it takes, I want my daughter back. Whereas, you're right, um, Samuel was not happy with, with Sam at all. Um, and then after shooting him, Sam's like, oh, go get the gas. We're going to torch the place. So, Well, back at Brianna's house, we see that I, what I would call the spider zombie version of Roy, he's alive and well and talks to Brianna. Sam calls uh, and says he'll swing by, I guess to say bye or something. Uh, but hangs up the phone and Sam reports to Dean. I can tell she's in trouble. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, come on over. It's fine. Let's have a drink or something." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, Sam's like something's not right." Her name's Brenna, not Brianna. Oh, Brenna. Uh, Sam and Dean uh, pull up to her house. Uh, Dean notices that there's some lights on in the back shed, so they go inside. They find Brenna, and she asks uh, what he did with uh, what he did to Roy was true. Uh, like, and then it was kind of like, uh-oh, the jig is up. She knows, too. And then Roy grabs him from behind and starts tossing him around. Commercial. There's a lot of kung fu fighting in this scene. And then uh, comes back from commercial. We see that, uh, obviously, uh, spider zombie Roy won the fight because Sam and Dean are wrapped up in cobwebs. And Roy is pretty pissed off at Sam. Dean spots a piece of glass on the floor, picks it up, and starts cutting himself out while uh, Roy is talking to Sam. Roy tells Sam that he wasn't even human by the time he got shot, so it, like shooting him was really all for naught. He had already turned into this creature. And uh, Roy then reveals that he was behind it all. The texts, the vanishings, everything. It's all been Roy this time. And he thought... Uh, it would work that this whole plan of his would work a lot better, but he wasn't counting on Sam having brain damage, which was really <laughs> funny. His spider zombie Roy is like picking on Sam for brain damage. Like I'd have gotten away with it if you weren't a big dummy nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't make the comment too, that he was surprised that Sam showed up because he says, I threw all these red flags out there. I can't believe you're dumb enough to show up. And then my wife tells me that you got brain damage. So <laughs> this is better than Festivus. Uh, at this point, Dean breaks free, grabs him. Brenna gets Sam free. 
Sam then quickly cuts Roy's head off, uh, but all three of them look sad. Walking home, walking Brenna home, Sam says that he is just so sorry about everything. Brenna rolls her eyes, walks inside, and slams the door shut behind her. <laughs> Not saying a damn word to him. <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, now they're at some dumpy old house. Yeah, it didn't look like a hotel because it was. It looked like they were staying in some abandoned house or something. It was nasty in there. I was wondering. I was thinking, are they cleaning up where Sam and uh, Samuel stayed a year ago? If they were like picking up their gear from that time so they wouldn't leave a trail or something well i would assume that sam and samuel picked up all their gear before they left the you, first time i don't know. think so but i yeah. mean and then i was like are they at bobby's yeah, i mean they yeah, were at a rundown horrible shack it's like you have the hotel <laughs> what are you guys doing sleeping there made no sense i don't know what that place was yeah no me neither i had no clue what it was uh Dean says, Dean tries to reassure Sam that, you know, this whole last year was not you. Just chill out. And Sam just keeps insisting it was him. And uh, it goes back and forth. And I wrote in my notes, oh, God, how long do we have to listen to this argument now? <laughs> yeah. Well, before you get to the end, I also want to mention that before uh, Sam beheaded Roy, Roy made the comment about, yeah, you came here last year to kill one monster, but all of us survived. And I turned all these girls into these monsters, too. So by coming here and totally messing up, you've created even more monsters than you were able to stop. So, yeah, then Sam chops his head off. So okay. killed the first one, killed Roy, but now they've got all those, those missing men and all those missing women out there running around okay. as spider people. I'm assuming you're bringing that up as a, a plot point for a future episode when the town is overrun by spider people. <laughs> Actually, no. I just wanted to show that um, even though Sam and Samuel thought they did the good thing mm. by what they did, they really didn't. They really, they messed up. They might have killed the original. They didn't have any clue that just shooting and then burning the survivors was not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. All right, so right here in the final scene, then, uh, Sam falls down and has an epileptic seizure. And then he goes into flashback mode, except this flashback is in full, brilliant Dolby Vision color. And it looks like he's in hell with his skin burning off. The end. Yeah, it was not a good flashback. So, you know, having going to this town and really getting all these memories back of what happened to him when he was out that year and a half, now it's starting to affect the wall even more because now he's starting to have flashbacks about what happened in hell. And death told him not to do that. Yeah, they're screwing up really quick. I mean, they, I don't know. There should have been a monster of the week. There should. I, I would have liked to seen some sort of pause in their life between getting the warning, don't do this, and then just the next day, ah, oh, crap, he's doing it. Yeah, like, right. Like, come on. <laughs> right, exactly. Even an alcoholic can stop drinking for a day. Let's get real. <laughs> this is true. This is very You're true. You're told not to do it, and immediately. <laughs> like, oh, we know, we, we know better. We got a case to solve. Mm -hmm. They should have just retired, and he should have just gone into coaching high school football or something. <laughs> He could have traded places with Bobby and held down the fort and answered all the phones. Yeah, now that's not a bad idea. That would have been very appropriate. He'd have stayed in the business, but he would not be I interacting directly with things possibly that he previously interacted with. 
should have changed his name and gotten a different role in the whole hunter society. <laughs> I agree 100%. That's a good idea. Well, and even it <clears throat> just goes to show because, you know, not only does Dean say, you know, a lot of hunters never go back. He says, Dad even said you never go back because he used a term you never, you know, use the same crapper twice. So, yeah, that's a big hunter code. You never go back because you don't know what you effed up, especially with no memory. Sam really effed up. You know, there isn't a lot of shows that talk about uh, the bathroom all that much, and this show is full of crapper talk. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Everyone does it. Everybody poops. <laughs> Gross. All right. Uh, anything else about this episode you want to bring up? Um, no, I think I mentioned it all. Just, you know, Dean was right. Sam should have stayed away. Uh, now the wall in Sam's mind seems to be breaking down even more. Hopefully not too much more. Um yeah, that's the fact that Sam still feels very, very guilty for what happened. Even though no one else is blaming him, he just seems to be intent on blaming himself. All right. So what's the next episode? The next episode is Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. Is it like a sequel to the movie, Mannequin? Absolutely Was nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> Wasn't there? Remember that movie in the 80s? Oh, yeah, the guy was... dreamed about a girlfriend, and then the mannequin came to life? Yeah, it was Kim Cattrall, actually, that played the mannequin. There was actually a mannequin, too. I don't think I've seen that one, because it wasn't the same actors involved, I don't think. Okay, but... so this is Mannequin 3. The Reckoning. Yeah. Nothing can possibly go bad with that title. <laughs> well, we'll have to see it and see if this has anything to do with the movies. I'm quite sure it doesn't. <laughs> Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Better yet, though, we have a website called Couple of Vidgets, run by Penny. Good job on that. You do a bang-up job every day. Yay, me. Thank you. Uh, and over there, you can download episodes, stream episodes, subscribe to the podcast, share them, comment them. So send folks over that you know, like Supernatural, and you'll be much obliged. Till tomorrow. Everybody have a good night. Bye. Bye.